2: Pod save the queen!
0: Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the Queen. Happy anniversary to William and Kate, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. We will be reminiscing a little bit about their royal wedding very shortly and catching up on all of the latest royal news with our good friend and thoroughly show regular Daily Mirror Royal Editor, Russell Myers. Hello, Russell. Nice to see you.
2: Hello. Nice to see you, And How are you?
0: I'm all right, thank you. We're getting used to this Zoom call kind of uh, lockdown conversation once I
2: know rest. I know we're missing hugs though and missing human contact
0: and all of the cake remember when we had all of the, the, cake? Cake. <laughs> <that was weird. laughs> the
2: cake yeah definitely Although well, there'll the be f- lots of celebrations and order when we get back if we get back so if we ends, get back, ends, back. Ends, well September.
0: hopefully at some stage we'll be allowed in the same place yeah have a little drink and a cake if nothing definitely. else so first up nine years unbelievable Nice. I Actually, it featured in a pub quiz uh, question, because obviously quizzing is what everybody is doing in lockdown, and um, my husband's friends get together every Saturday, and each household has to put together a round, and one of the rounds, I can't even remember which round it featured in, but it was, what year did Duke and Duchess of Cambridge get married? And my husband was like, I think it was twenty thirteen. It's like, no, I think oh, it was twenty eleven. No, he didn't know. You didn't I, know. 20- I really hope it's twenty eleven because I'm gonna look really stupid if I get this wrong. Fortunately, I got it right. We got the points. We did not win, <laughs> but honor honor was saved. So I mean, that day, I know that I I I know what dress I wore. I got quite dressed up and headed into the office.
2: Well, I was gonna say you I remember you you, you saying previously that you were in the office for it.
0: Yeah, so I can I can picture exactly which bit of the office our desks were based in that time. I have this really weird like spatial spatial memory, but it was, um, yeah, it was a big day. It was very exciting. It was, you know, it was the first time there'd been something like that, really, that I'd had to deal with. It was very, it was a lot of fun. Yes. And um, our video, one of my video colleagues, who's also still on the team, Pat Purcell, spotted that um, one of the nuns was wearing trainers. <laughs> and then there was also someone went cartwheeling down the, um, down the aisle afterwards as well Brilliant That was quite fun well, Where were you that day?
2: I was not even at the Mirror, I don't think What, what were we saying? 2011, 2011 Yeah, I was, uh, I was working for one of our rival papers Because I used to be at the Mirror group Then I left And then I was welcomed back for With good open arms <laughs> yeah. Did and you get then, to cover uh, it? I think I did. I don't really have too much memories of it, to be honest. I was, I think, I, yeah, I think I went down to the mall um, and sort of probably did a lot of the hoovering up of the the Royal Watchers um, and just sort of blended into it, really. I don't think I was, I had much of a, a sort of um, an interest in it from a work point of view, but it was just really nice to be part of the day. And looking so, back on it, I mean, it's incredible to look back on it now. I mean, I've just been looking uh, you know, we've got some stuff up on the site this morning um, about uh, just about the day and how and how magical it was. And uh, my experience of sort of royal Wedding has been obviously Harry and Meghan's, which was an amazing occasion. Um, but obviously the, the the two differences are obviously the, the two different locations. So um, yeah, I, I have very fond memories of it, but just um, just from a sort of a, of a fan point of view more than a, a work point of view, really.
0: Little did you know back then, quite how big the royals were going to be in your
2: life. I know it's bizarre, isn't it? How life works out—the twists and turns, the sliding doors moments.
0: So, do you know what anniversary nine nine years is? Pub quiz no. question. Oh, I'm,
2: uh, I'm way off it so go pottery, on what is it
0: pottery apparently or copper oh, how according,
2: sexy?
0: <laughs> according to the little book that my mum gave me on the morning of my own wedding which is very nice to look at and it's got a little poem in it for nine years it says there is no happy life but in a wife the comforts are so sweet when they do meet two figures but one coin so they do join only they not embrace we face to face not quite sure what that last bit means no. but yeah. that's William Cavendish the Duke of Newcastle in the 17th century probably.
2: what's 10. Ten year decade.
0: Ten, tin, tin, tin. Good, Cornish.
2: Good Cornish one. <laughs> I thought you'd get a bit better than tin for, for, for ten. I mean, you have to notch up like what fifteen, twenty before you start getting diamonds.
0: Yeah. So I did ask I did ask our listeners what gifts they exchanged for their ninth anniversary. So there's a few we've got a few answers. Jazzy50 says a new baby boy, congratulations. Uh, super singer says we spent it in ER because I cut my finger making us drinks. Oops. That's great. Uh so yeah so kisses oh that's very cute from Shamreed. so yes it's very nice but um russell some people have remembered the royal wedding day rather better than you and have shared some of their reminisces, reminiscences you can say that as a bit of a mouthful including our old friend daniel danielle stacy who long-time listeners of the show will remember we used to Join us very regularly to chat fashion and general things royal. She's, um, she's a bit younger than us, lucky lady. She says, I was in my last weeks of uni before I graduated and we went to a royal-themed party the night before, complete with plastic tiaras. Remember, running down the steps to get a glimpse of Kate's dress on the day. Can't believe it's been nine years already.
2: So Gosh.
0: Is, is, like, a lot has happened. And now
2: she's working, you know, doing the beat. I mean, it's, it's, that's, a, that's pretty bizarre as well
0: it is and um just one more there's a lot of lots of people telling us that they got up very early in various parts of america scones seem to have been a common breakfast item that day as people enjoyed watching the show in full british flavor and um, karen bradley says sorry cameron's bradley says i got up early to watch it i'm in the us i was pregnant with my first son and just remember the peace of being cuddled up cuddled up with my big belly on my couch watching with hope and excitement i cried catching that first glimpse of her beautiful face behind that gorgeous veil in the car with her dad it was all so lovely and then uh, there was a few shout outs for Pippa as well because that was when she kind of everyone realized that Kate had a sister
2: (laughs) yeah that's why I was looking at some of the photos today actually you forget about Pippa Middleton she's sort of of, um, blended into the background now she's married and got her own family isn't she but um she she was uh yeah yeah but she doing was she life. was very very um. What did you say? Single life?
0: No, doing her life. Her oh, life, doing exactly. her life. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: No, no, no. She's,
0: Exercise yeah. and working. Well, she, and... Was,
2: she was very popular at the time, wasn't she? And she sort of just you know sort of shunned shunned the fame, which is a uh, commendable really. Back so, to the scones, though. You're a Cornish girl. Is it the Greek cream on the jam on the top?
0: Jam first.
2: Jam first. No. Jam first.
0: Cream on the top because oh. so there's two things about it. Generally, it's because. We say that Cornish people are not ashamed of their cream, therefore you should put it on the top. Right. Um, So I think you can get more on there if you put it on the top. That's my
2: thing. It looks
0: prettier.
2: Uh, Well, I've always gone jammed jammed on the top, but that's, that's Devon, isn't it? This this is the end of our friendship.
0: Yep, they're ashamed of their cream because they put put it hide under the jam. Anyway, such such rivalries do we have? Well, obviously, it has been nine happy years for the Cambridges. Three children later, and very much embarking on royal life. But we hope they're managing to spend. Spend some. Well, they will be spending some time together. They've got no well, choice. It's, it's so one, of,
2: one of my colleagues tweeted today um, that uh, you know it's normally a private affair. Well, this year they haven't got any choice because they are under lockdown like the rest of us.
1: So no, they no out for dinner. Which tickled
2: me. No, t- no going out for dinner. No loading the kids onto the nannies or anything. So uh, yeah, so they sort of uh, we we are all in it together as, as far as the, the and and us are concerned at the moment.
0: So our our good friend Zoe Forsey, lifestyle editor at Mirror Online, she's had a look back at how William and Kate tend to spend their anniversaries and a little bit of their love and romance.
1: Hope you guys are well. Uh yes, another really special week for the Cambridge family. Busy time of year this year, isn't it? Um I can't believe it's been nine years since they got married. I remember that day so clearly. Um I was working at a pub actually in Portsmouth at the time, and I remember we had it on all the big screens, big celebration, all kind of bunting out and everything like that. I remember I had, you know, the paper cut-out masks you get of the faces. I remember I was Kate and one of my colleagues was William um let that day. it's quite hard to pull a pint if you've got a mask on but we got there. Um yeah, so obviously like everyone else celebrating an occasion at the moment, um Kate and William's plans will be very different this year because they can't go out because of lockdown, but we know that William's a bit of a romantic so I reckon he probably pulled out a few surprises for Kate and made sure she had a lovely day. Um, But let's look back at some of the previous years and what they normally do. So 2012 was obviously their first anniversary, and Kate gets top points for this one, in my opinion. Um, So she did very well and was very creative with the paper theme, obviously, for year one. So she cooked William, apparently, according to sources, um, a really nice romantic dinner. And she actually made a dish, which is uh, fish wrapped in paper, basically. So we like that. And the night before the wedding, they were actually at a wedding. Uh, sorry. The night before their anniversary, they were actually at one of Kate's childhood friend's wedding. Uh, so they stayed at a local pub. So they started the day by having breakfast, as you always do the morning after a wedding, don't you? With all the other guests and chatting about the night before. But then they went back, um, you know, went back home. And then that's when they had their evening celebration. Um, so their second anniversary uh, was, I think, probably one of their more normal anniversary. Because just like everyone else, sometimes life got in the way, really. Um, William was working for the Royal Air Force at the time and had to go to work, so they actually spent the day apart. Um, Kate was six months pregnant with Prince George at the time as well, and she did an official visit uh to the Naomi House Children's Hospice in Hampshire. So they both had very busy days, but um again, quite normal. Hopefully, they did something nice in the evening and celebrated that way. Third anniversary, 2014. Now, by this point, the couple's lives had changed forever because prince george had arrived um, so he was born in the july so he was nine months old for their anniversary and um, the family spent the day together in private um, but there's also a good chance it was quite a quiet one because if depending on those of you with good memories they'd actually just returned from their very busy tour of australia and new zealand so i'm expecting they were rather jet lagged um, so the fourth anniversary 2015 probably not the best one for Kate because she was heavily pregnant with Princess Charlotte whose birthday as we know is on Saturday and um, so just a few days off so they were together at Kensington Palace but she was very overdue um, and probably just desperately desperately waiting to meet her her second child really Um So for the 5th anniversary in 2016, um, Princess Charlotte had arrived, so they were a little four now, family of four, um, and the family spent the day at home privately. They shared a lovely previously unseen photo of themselves um, in their garden to thank people uh, for all the support they'd been given in the first five years of marriage, which was really lovely. Um, So... The sixth anniversary in 2007 was another quiet one at home and as has now become the tradition, Kensington Palace just shared a, a throwback photo and thanking everyone for all their lovely wishes because lots of fans from around the world always send the Royal Couple kind of happy anniversary messages, which we know they really appreciate. Um so obviously in 2018, another new arrival to the family just after Louis was born, literally just days after Louis was born. Um so another quiet one, another picture on social media, which is one of my favourite ones actually from their raw wedding day, if you cast your memory back then, was after they left the service and they had they got in the car covered in all the balloons and ribbons and things like that so a really nice photo so last year though Kate got a very very special present from the Queen so 2019 which was obviously um was their eighth anniversary so because obviously we talk about their wedding anniversary but it's also the anniversary of Kate officially becoming a royal so to mark the day the Queen actually gave uh, awarded Kate uh, the Dame Grand Cross of the Vo- Victoria I can't speak properly sorry the dame grand cross of the royal victorian order uh, which is the highest kind of seal of approval that the monarch can give every anyone um, and these orders are made personally by the queen rather than recommendations that come from the government which is how some other or um, awards are kind of handed out um, and it's likely that it was a special recognition of all the work that kate has done over the past 8 years as a member of the royal family um, kind of representing the queen at different events and different you know tours of the commonwealth and also all the charity work she does as well so yeah that was a really a really high honor for kate and something that we're sure she was very very you know very happy to receive so yeah happy anniversary to kate and william i hope you have a lovely day So we wish them
0: many more happy years together, and shall enjoy celebrating future anniversaries in similar—well, hopefully not similar fashion. In fact, in much, in much more outside, real life yeah. fashion, normal um, fashion. Normal fashion. Last time you and I were talking, Russell, you had just had a, an exciting preview of Prince William's sketch with Stephen Fry for the big night in, raising money for NHS charities. The, the big night it raised 67 million pounds altogether which incredible. is incredible effort even more than captain tom who is i think he, he did about 28 million just on his own walking around his garden which is just epic no wonder he's getting some fly past action to celebrate his 100th birthday but um the thing that i particularly liked is you know obviously the cambridge family at the end of the sketch came out and kind of led helped lead the clapping which is a thing every Thursday night at eight o'clock, as we appreciate our you know, sort of um, all of our key workers and particularly those working in the health services. And Princess Charlotte, she just could not wait to start clapping, could she?
2: That was yeah. She was leading right from the front. Um, I, th- I, I I get the feeling that you know, you seeing George, he was even looking to her for direction, and obviously little Louie was being carried by his mum. But she's um, she's very up front and centre, isn't she? I mean, it's uh, she's she's definitely got a cheeky element take it wow. back to uh, one of the, the uh, I think it was Louise Christening when she was telling all the reporters, you're not coming in <laughs> and so anytime I see her I just have to think back to that and she's obviously a very very confident young girl. And it, listen the whole the whole sketch was fantastic, we're told that William wrote a couple of the jokes um, I, I'd like to think that was the, I mean if you haven't seen it yet, you've got to check it out it was, uh, it was written by Richard Curtis who obviously famed Founded Comic Relief and was the writer behind uh, the cult series Black Blackadder, um, and I, I thought it struck the right note. I thought um, you know fair play for William to putting it, for putting himself up to it. Um, you know, I, I was told that he he had heard that something was happening and that he wanted to be involved, and then it sort of all came together rather quickly, and um, and he jumped to the chance. So hats off to him. I thought very very commendable.
0: And it was it kind of struck that nice sort of some like the jokes were quite obvious, but sometimes Definitely. you really
2: you really like that. It's just yeah, nice. it was family fun, wasn't it? I mean, it's him, you know, taking the Mickey out of himself and playing playing a, a bit of a goofy fool. Um, and it's British cult classic humour, and I, I, and it's just it's just really really great to see them getting involved because they're obviously in a situation where we're under lockdown they can't be doing what they want to be doing, as in being seen out on the the front line, as it were. And I know that some people have pulled me up about me saying that this is the front line. I'm talking about like the royal front line, that, that they are the, the, the royals who are able to be out there. Obviously, Charles and Camilla were um, forced to isolate because Charles caught, caught the virus. The Queen can't, you know, cut, literally, has to isolate at the moment because she could be potentially in danger health-wise. And so you've got William and Kate are doing all that they can. And they they had been making uh, this stand to to, to meet health workers when it was appropriate. And and obviously the guidelines are are such that they can't now. So this is a way that they can get in to, to people's living rooms um do something for charity for good causes that they've been uh, that they've been ch- trying to do all along so um i uh, very very commendable and uh, and and, and the, the whole night was just sort of british fun really wasn't it it was sort of um fa- just family fun
0: it was and in fact we'll, we'll be talking more about some of the other royals as well and what they've been working on because they're, they're getting everybody out to busily hitting the phones I think is the thing but a few a few reviews from some of our listeners the show well the sketch clearly went down really well with people generally um, Isabel said it was really funny in my opinion British humour it's the best J.K. Justin K said all the points for effort. Let's leave the acting to Edwards,
2: which just made me chuckle.
0: <laughs> uh, Cherifuchus said, much to my surprise, I burst into tears when they stepped out of their door. Very moving, like that. So did whole... my
2: wife. My wife did as well. She was very emotional.
0: That segment um, with all of that clapping and togetherness and yeah, traveling in the country and seeing
2: the family, and you know, and 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 obviously the the music was quite stirring as well. Um, and then, and then, obviously, we everybody went straight outside to to, to see your neighbours once a week and 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 take part in the clapping for our um, for our key workers, our care workers. It's it's you know that, those moments at the um, every week are, are quite special anyway. But uh, but, we're, but we're watching it on TV and then it becoming a, a process for the whole country to get behind. And I, I can see why certain people got emotional.
0: Absolutely. Um, Whitmore HF said, lighthearted, good fun. I love he can laugh at our impressions of his family. Um, there's a, two kind of differing opinions on that that point. Julie Pipe said, I was confused when he mentioned Germans being punctual, meaning royal family, question mark. <laughs> then Amy Oz London said, fabulous. I couldn't get over say, Stephen saying I thought Germans were punctual. And then that was crying, laughing emoji. Um Marjorie Frank was a little bit naughty she was like would have been funny if he stood up and we saw something unexpected in that classic uh, you know the video conference meetings of what what are you actually wearing underneath the table Um, so yeah all of the all of the dad jokes were on there and it was a very nice contribution Um, talking about moments of national togetherness there is another big one coming up next week isn't there with the VE day
2: Yes, this year, I mean, again something else that has been uh, having to a lot of moving parts all sort of shifted around uh, with it. That it was it's the 75th anniversary of VE Day on May the 8th, um, and and certainly that um, there's been a lot of people working behind the scenes to make sure that we could commemorate it um, as we should and as um, as is deserving of our Second World War veterans. Um, And it seems as though that the Queen has stepped forward and is going to do another historic broadcast. I mean, this tells you what sort of unprecedented times we are living in when we are going to get a Queen's broadcast sort of twice in a couple of months. Um, Do you think she would
0: always have done this one?
2: I I don't know, actually, because there would have been, uh, perhaps you would have had a speech um, in public because there was definitely going to be a parade uh, there was going to be, you know, the the Queen was going to meet some of the Second World War veterans, and perhaps she would have said a few words. I don't think that there would have been a televised broadcast. Um, it'd be interesting to find out if that was on the table, but I think it just, it, it, we're still under these lockdown conditions. It doesn't look like they're going to be really majorly relaxed by that period of time. Um, and it's another way of bringing the country together i mean how many million people watched the queen's coronavirus broadcast um you know what in excess of 24 million watched it live many more millions watched it on uh, on catch up and on social media i'm sure um and it's a it's just another period of national unity so i think that um majesty has um, has sought to to seize that opportunity and um, and to commemorate our uh, our war dead and indeed the the um the, the period of time that we are living in now and that uh, that had um you know her, her her father had made such an amazing speech on that day um, and also Prince Charles is going to get involved as well he's going to be reading from his grandfather King George vi diaries of that day which will reference the 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 um the occasion and the the family coming out onto the balcony so it seems as though there's a lot of moving parts um but it will be commemorated in um in a in a fantastic way which is uh, which is certainly deserving
0: And looking at the pictures from sort of back in the day, seeing a picture of Winston Churchill on the Buckingham Palace balcony, it's like, oh, yes, there was someone who wasn't part of the royal family who was on the balcony because it was such, you know, it was this historic moment having won the war. And um, it's going to be so evocative, that kind of the Queen's speech or her message going out at the same kind of time point that her dads did um, when he made his broadcast. I must uh, plug now, mark your diaries for next week's episode of Pod Save the Queen, because in anticipation of this, and also because of, you know, well, it's an episode I've been wanting to do for a little while, but now the time seemed really appropriate, given that this is sort of the new time of crisis and the royal family's contribution to it. Um, I was delighted to be joined by Dr. Alan Jeffries a senior curator in the Imperial War Museum's Second World War team recently and it was fascinating to hear from him you know what about the royal family's work during the war how important that was to people he dug out some diary entries from people as well that are part of the archive and things and you know it was it was really fascinating having a chat with him about the time during the war and then also how they marked ve day on the day so do listen out for that episode next week um Last week we did, we did talk about Ben Fogel trying to get everybody to sing Happy Birthday <laughs> for the Queen. There yes. seems to be another group singing effort happening, which I suspect might get a bit more traction because it kind of speaks to how people are feeling and it is using that evocative message that was part of the Queen's first address during the coronavirus around the Dame, classic Dame Veriland song We'll Meet Again.
2: Yeah, and this has been sort of government backed as well, so uh, it, it's getting quite a lot of traction. Obviously, that um, the the articles that have appeared today um, announcing the the commemorations for VE Day, the Queen's speech, um, obviously Charles being involved, other members of the royal family as well. I'm told will be uh, doing uh, Zoom calls with some of the veterans as well. So that's another way that we're you know we're getting involved. They're adapting. Um, and people after the, uh, the Queen's speech are invited to, to once again go out onto their doorsteps with their neighbours and, um, and join in a rendition of We'll Meet Again by Dame Vera Lynn. So, again, another period of national unity, trying to recreate those, those periods, um, which, which obviously happened 75 years ago, but have joined the nation together over the last few weeks because of the, the current crisis we're in.
0: Yeah, I can see that being if it if it takes off. I can see that being very kind of emotional and evocative because obviously people would have been planning to celebrate with street parties, street parties, together. yeah and and all of that kind of thing so well on
2: the on the um the department of culture media and sport they are pre- uh, they are going to produce um some party packs for sort of how to have a tea party sort of how to um join in in the festivities so that'll be well worth checking out because i, I do think that there there is sort of um a, a, a need of the country to to to, to be together in in these times, and and it's proving it week after week. of we're coming out and clapping our carers. Um, and undoubtedly, there would have been street parties all across the country, um, as as there will be. You know, hopefully, when the the lockdown periods are are ended. Fingers crossed before summer.
0: I'm basically a shopper, designated shopper in our house And my husband is already getting excited About what he is going to put on the shopping list For our afternoon tea next week <laughs> <Battenberg>. <laughs> That is a good idea And actually shout out to Zoe Forsey Check out her Instagram She and her flatmates did a full on afternoon tea Over the weekend With like little menus And champagne glasses and everything It looked fabulous They've been having
2: a lot of fun I've seen they, they had uh, an Oscars night They had another tea party night looks for a big bottomless brunch they've been having a lot of fun Lock, wow. lockdown madness
0: lockdown madness so if you've been if you have been celebrating in royal style during your lockdown in any fashion then do send us a picture and um, we'd love to hear from you podsavethequeen at trinitymirror.com or at podsave on Instagram and Twitter um, so who else has been busy in royal land over the last week Russell what's been what's been happening
2: well, I can't think what you would mean, to be honest, it's, uh, it was a quiet week last week. Oh, there was the small issue of the first appearance, or oh, the first hearing of the court case um, involving Duchess of Sussex and, uh, and associated newspapers, which has um, uh, kicked off this long running saga. Um, and, and again, another uh, unprecedented moment where the court was sitting, um, the judge was sitting at the Royal Court of Justice, and um, the lawyers were in different buildings, uh, under those locations, and we were allowed to sort of tune in for the festivities. So, um, something I've never done before. I've always rep- reported in a previous life from court cases, having to be there, and um, and this. Was a was a totally different experience where you were allowed to sort of log into essentially a Zoom chat and um, and watch it all day as it as it's transpired. It was um, it was fascinating.
0: It's worth saying as well that this isn't just for Harry and Meghan's court case. This is how the courts are operating at the moment. That exactly. Yes. Yeah. And also that traditionally the rules that we have in court cases are, well, in courts are really strict. So, um, you know, whereas we're used to seeing the Michael Jackson trial or the OJ Simpson trial from, you know, from the American courts in the UK, you're not allowed to take pictures in court and sort of even on the precinct of the court, which is why you sometimes get these fabulous court sketches that are, done which are really evocative but clearly you know very different from seeing all of the emotion play out as as we have done on those kind of famously televised pictures and even until recently you weren't allowed to record in the court so you couldn't take your dictaphone in you had to had to have sort of short, you know, top shorthand for court reporters essentially. But kind of the advent of Twitter and all that kind of thing has changed things slightly. So people are allowed to live tweet out of court and things now. So th- it's it, it has actually been quite a big period of change for the courts. But anyway, that's a bit of a geeky aside for those people who <laughs> hey, are interested. No,
2: but, but but very worth it because you know it, it allowed people to follow it in real time um, wherever they were in the world. Certainly, which was which was also surprising was that the Sussexes. Were uh, got up in the middle of the night. I mean, it, the court case started at 2:30 a.m. Um, West Coast time, so so they had to 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 be up to to listen into it. Um, and 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 one of the parties that that, that listened to the summaries from both sides. Now, essentially, what this is all about, as if we didn't know, was um, Megan is suing the uh, the Mail on Sunday and the Mail Online over. Um, Two articles that appeared in the newspaper and a further three that were online, which centre on this letter that was written by her to her father and reprodu- reproduced in parts to, um, to uh, uh, on the story. So. That is the issue. They are she is suggesting that these stories were made to portray her in a false and damaging light. She's claimed that they were intrusive and offensive, um, and also that the paper had pursued um, the course of sort of meddling in her relationship with her father uh, and uh, and manipulated him. Now, the, on the flip side to that, what was revealed, which we kind of already knew anyway, but was you know confirmed in court which was that Meghan has not spoken to her father for two years since her wedding to Harry Um, for their part as well they've they've, uh, reproduced text messages from Meghan and from Harry off Meghan's phone to Thomas at the time where this uh, you know the world was preparing for the wedding, certainly the royal family were and uh, and all of this was um, was going on in the background the, the, the breakdown of the relationship, the start of the breakdown and uh, which has sort of transpired into the complete and utter um, devastation of, of their relationship together. So it's uh, it will be fascinating to see. I mean, for, for their part, the Men of the, the, the um, Associated Newspapers are saying that they will certainly hotly contest the case. They definitely um, claim particularly that the letter wasn't edited uh, in a way to change its meaning and was simply just presented as a, as a way of presenting the story between the sort of these warring two sides. So we are due to get to the ruling. It would seem from uh, from Mrs Justice Walby, the the judge who ruled on the case. He said hopefully within a week. So it could be as early as Thursday or Friday. So we're definitely watching this space. And what he will judge on is whether certain elements of the case will be um, allowed to continue or, as Associated associated newspapers want is to completely strike out the case altogether. Now if that doesn't happen, he will the judge will need to make a decision of what is allowed to be submitted for for a full trial. So it's still very very much in in the balance at the moment. And um we could definitely see a situation if it does go to trial that Megan uh, will take the stand. Certainly her lawyer David Shorban said um that she is prepared to speak in open court, which will just be absolutely fascinating drama um and 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 who knows that could even happen later this year, but um we will all be waiting for it when it comes that, that's for sure
0: so this is just it's a judge making the decision it's not a no jury it's just legal arguments and then the judge is ruling as to it's the qualifying stage essentially absolutely yeah whether, it of, whether of whether
2: it proceed, uh, whether it proceeds definitely and and then if it does proceed what elements will be able to uh, to form part of the trial but certainly uh, I mean you're going to get this markle versus markle case where megan is going to you know speak out against her father um, no doubt it's their moment harry and megan's moment in court if they get it um, to try and settle some old scores, um, they seem to be on a, a bit of a crusade at the moment to, to do th- things like that. And um, let's let's see let's see how it, um, it all transpires. It's um, it's, uh, it's de- listen the world the world's going to be watching for it. And, and if you get Megan standing up and testifying against her father, and vice versa, um, you also may ha- get the the fact that um, certain friends of megan's may be subpoenaed to appear in court certainly the people uh, her friends who were involved in this people magazine piece um which is where the the, the note the concept or the, the knowledge of this letter first arose um again so 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 many fascinating strands uh, strands to it
0: but ultimately you know as we've kind of reflected all throughout this period it's just the, the sadness of the breakdown of of that relationship and you know having um, having a dad that you don't speak to, or a dad that doesn't speak to you—you you know, whatever, whatever the the long history behind that—and it, it may not just be because of this this one kind of episode. Yeah, It was, he was obviously the paparazzi pictures that were staged in the run up to the wedding, which was really like ill ill judged, and it all imploded from there. And for those of you who are newer listeners, we did—you know—there are past episodes where we kind of went into that breakdown and dissect
2: it <clears throat> yeah i mean i've also often said that the the, the base level it's a very very sad situation uh, a, a daughter who doesn't speak to her father vice versa you know when we when you're even talking about the situation between H- harry and his family it's it's a very very unfortunate um uh Periods in their lives. I'm sure it's, um, it's it's heartbreaking. It must be, especially now they're living in a foreign country. They've had a, a fa- they've started a family of their own, um, and it, it will it will see we'll see whether there's any resolution to, to any of these sides.
0: Have we learned any more this week really about their new life?
2: Not really. I mean, the, again, they're sort of their hands are tied. Really, that they're um, they've been doing a, a few, a few uh, calls with their charities, the um, Harry. Had something that was um, had been long in the pipeline. Sort of last three years, he's been working on something called HeadFit with the um, with the armed forces again about mental health, about um, giving a platform for people in the armed forces to approach their mental health and not because they're, they're obviously very very fit individuals by their by the very um job by the very job that they do and the, the people they surround themselves with but it's also about mental fitness I think we've covered all of these extensively and it's just sort of another um, strand to their their sort of mental health endeavours. certainly um, Megan's been very quiet. We had Harry pop up this week doing the introduction of Thomas the Tank Engine, which I'm Thomas not too Tank sure. Engine. Whether our American listeners will know about, because or any of our sort of global listeners, but Thomas the Tank Engine, it's his seventy-fifth anniversary this year, and it's sort of an animated series of a of a of a train called Thomas and his friends, and they have um, created a special episode for the seventy-fifth anniversary involving the Queen and Prince Charles as animated characters who. Um, And the the creators actually had to go to Buckingham Palace to make sure that they agreed, to which they did, which is great news. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. And Harry had, you know, I mean, I'm sort of similar age to Harry, and he was saying that, you know, fond memories of Thomas and friends, and and it was a sort of a a series of our childhood, really. So, um, again, something that he may be getting involved with sort of maybe following Meghan's footsteps they've obviously got the in with Disney um, owing to Harry's buttering up the Disney CEO for, for Meghan to, to get her um, to her foot in the door so, so perhaps we'll see Harry taking this, um, this 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 path this new path they're going to have to do different things to keep them occupied aren't they So I have an important um, Thomas the them.
0: Tank Engine question Russell did you okay. have a Thomas the Tank Engine duvet when you were little
2: undoubtedly so undoubtedly and- so
0: also an important intervention from the gallery where Dan Jackson tells us that Thomas the Tank Engine is huge in America and was in the final showdown of the movie Ant-Man apparently.
2: Well there you go. Good to Thomas <laughs> My Top Thomas of knowledge. The,
0: My Thomas the Tank Engine fact is probably is is the best known fact about Thomas the Tank Engine of kind of trivia is that Ringo Starr of the Beatles was the first narrator for Thomas the Tank Engine.
2: He was
0: in the of our childhood in the mid 80s so and I have been loving the old pictures that have been dug out of little prince Harry heading off to school with his satchel <laughs> yeah like,
2: they are great they are great it's, it's always nice to have a bit of nostalgia we've had quite a bit of it recently which is sort of perking our spirits up isn't it
0: it is indeed and like I, I couldn't actually get over quite how young Harry looks in the pictures from William and Kate's wedding today either.
2: I was just about saying the same thing actually he looks so young so he's what 35 now so he would have been 20 or 26 but he's so baby-faced because he's he's quite he's you know he's he's manly now isn't he i was about to say hunky i mean he <laughs> is he's very very handsome very, um, dishy. very dishy i mean he is now isn't he but he, he looks so young he looks so baby-faced which william to, hasn't changed that much
0: to be fair we've probably changed a fair bit yeah way. yeah, I As think I've
2: changed a lot in the last nine weeks to be <laughs> honest.
0: there is that there is that um, Duchess of Cornwall Camilla she's been busy still over the last week and I think she's got you know she's got one of the great jobs in dealing with Dance because people will probably know if they are longtime listeners that I am a strictly come dancing fan, and that is a passion that the Duchess of Cornwall shares. We've seen her at various sort of tea dances and things in the past, and she's been talking well, about her.
2: You will, uh, you, she, you'll agree because she said dancing makes you happy.
0: It does. That is why I invested in some disco lights for my lockdown. Have you really? Yes, they are. I want to see these. They are. Epic. This is
2: tremendous. You've got a nightclub in your house?
0: Yep, bit a bit of bit of radio on, a bit of dancing in the kitchen oh, is the way brilliant. forward.
2: Like proper disco lights,
0: proper disco lights. For us oh,
2: brilliant. oh, brilliant! God, you just become a DJ. You can you can start doing weddings and bar mitzvahs.
0: Yeah, virtual, <laughs> virtual anyway. <laughs> yeah,
2: virtual. Yeah, virtual DJ. Um, so, but yeah, Camilla has been um, has revealed she's been doing secret ballet classes with uh, something called Silver Steps. Since Steps. Um, Silver Swans Silver Swans I was just looking for it actually. Silver Swans and she's been getting together with her mates to sort of do a bit of, a bit of Zoom ballet um, I mean this is she's been on point actually Camilla because she's obviously had to isolate that was very stressful being away from Charles and she's been very very um, busy and on the front foot by by putting things out there with her charities to do with sort of elderly people who you know, normally do feel fairly marginalised from society, that they may be living alone, they maybe have um, certain issues to deal with isolation normally, let alone being in lockdown. And uh, and Camilla has done her best to bring that to the fore. She obviously has quite a big role with Silverline, which is um, uh, a sort of a telephone service where people can ring uh, elderly people who are isolated and feeling cut off, and they can have some sort of link with the outside world, and I think we all feel that a little bit at the moment. So maybe it's given us a bit of a better appreciation of how our elderly neighbours do feel um, in a day-to-day situation, and and how we are all feeling now in the lockdown.
0: Yeah, Silverline is a charity that runs all of the time, set up by Esther Ranson, who set up Childline back in the day. Says so, you know she's recognised as she's got older that that need for the older generation as well that they need. Support and um, Camilla did get to chat with two like pretty big names in the British world of dance and TV Darcy Bussell of the formerly of Str- the Royal Ballet and the Strictly, Strictly Dance, but yeah. now moving on to other projects, and also Angela Rippon, who used to pre- present Come Dancing. Um, back in the day and was famously in a sketch with Morecambe and Wise as well for people who are familiar. And
2: Vincent now has sort of become a very Well, she is a famous journalist and broadcaster and has um, sort of made that one of her niches as well with um, several other sort of um, celebrated journalists to 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 speak about issues affecting older people. So it was um, sort of the, these trio coming together to talk about Silver Swans and and how other people can get involved. I think that's been one of the beauties of the lockdown is that it has made us sort of appreciate our neighbours, certainly what other people are going through, our elderly neighbours, and also connecting with other people. So certainly in our family, we've been speaking to our you know grandparents and our and our parents a lot more through through Zoom, um, and and hopefully that will will continue when we're allowed to see each other. And I think you know it's made us it's made us more appreciative of uh, of the things that we're missing.
0: I think the other thing that's been interesting is whether it's just that I'm using social media more, but I don't think it is. That there's a bit more. It feels like it's slightly more equal somehow in the royal family, and some of the people who don't normally get quite as much exposure as they normally would are popping up. I think you saw, you know, the Duke of Gloucester popped up, having hit the phones to phone people in Gloucester, and you know, Princess Alexandra being featured on the on the royal feed, and it, we're just getting a slightly. Different perspective on on their work, so I think there's that element, and it's also thinking, oh, maybe they're also having to do a bit more because Prince Andrew can't be doing this because he has had to step back because of the, all of the of last year. So anyway, I,
2: again, at- I mean, so just on that point, certainly that the we've we've spoken before about Sophie Wessex's um, role within the royal family, and would she be you know, stepping up to take a a more front and centre role. Listen, she's busy all the time. It's just that she doesn't get the coverage because obviously the younger ones are are, are more glamorous and we we have a finite amount of space. But certainly um, Sophie has been volunteering. Uh, we saw her at a London Kitchen helping to make food for NHS workers during the outbreak. Um, and she's being... You know, it was just sort of described to me as privately without fanfare. But I think that that's very, very... Um, you know, acts of of what she does a lot of the time, isn't it? That this is she's she's often working in the background, um, and per- perhaps when when all said and done, she she's she is a very popular member of the royal family, but she's been doing a lot more sort of on the royal family's channels, and maybe there will be a bit more of an appetite to to for for royal fans to to want to see her work.
0: We've had a bit of a glimpse into her home. She did a message for the Thames Valley Air Ambulance. We got to see some of the china in the cabinets, which was quite exciting. Um, so a <laughs> slightly different perspective. And then um, Prince Edward did one of the latest hospital openings and his office looked very sort of, you know, absolutely stacked shelves full of CDs and books and stuff from the kids and pictures and, and all sorts in their, in their home at Bagshot Park, New Windsor
2: very nice
0: very nice very nice Um, also I think our campaign for gardening might be working really really yeah, with that oh, the, the only other one thing that I must mention is that uh, Princess Eugenie, who also had an anniversary to celebrate this week, um, who she posted a lovely picture of her and Jack celebrating ten years together, not of their wedding, Gosh. but of, yeah. of their relationship, looking pretty happy. And then she also um, showed up in her mum Fergie's story time with Fergie and friends.
2: Story, yeah. I mean, which is going quite well, isn't it? I people have been tuning into it. Uh, Fergie's been hitting the social media. She's no, she was mopping the floor, wasn't she, well, a couple of weeks ago, and now oh, she's yeah. sort of peering out behind bushes. I mean, she's she's nothing of entertaining <laughs> to be honest. Uh, I mean, she's right. been popping up all over the place.
0: She has like she's she's clearly trying to do to do some good things and support people, but I think she's it's interesting because she's a person who has to market herself, whereas the royal family. I, have, I mean, to be fair, shout out to the royal family's social media team because I think they are absolutely bossing it at the moment. I think it's really they're finding lots of really interesting things to share and stories to tell. But um, I did enjoy seeing Eugenie on her on her childhood swing with the name stamped onto it, which I thought was a nice touch. But the gardening. So lupins yes. update. The lupins are now planted in the soil. Right. So hopefully they will be growing. But in terms of so, if you if you're very confused about why Russell and I are now talking about gardening, partly it's because of the lockdown. Probably mainly it's because of the lockdown. But also we would like, as part of the lockdown, one of the royals to do like a, we'd like Charles to basically do a bit of a tour of the gardens. Yes. Um, and tell us what's going on. So. W-
2: we need we like, it to just, go viral. Come we need on. it to
0: go viral. Just call us Ben Fogle. We're <laughs> just trying <laughs> to start a campaign. Um, so the Chelsea Flower Show, which... Um, is where Kate did her garden last year, I believe. They are planning to do theirs virtually. So they're gonna have some garden designers kind of talking through stuff from their nurseries or where they're based. So it's like, oh could something interesting be happening there. So that's interesting. And then um, Buckingham Palace gave us a little peek into the garden there, sort of saying, you know, the Queen's at Windsor, but the gardens here are looking lovely and they did look pretty spectacular. And also the bird song in that video was amazing. Um but they are going to be doing like an online gardeners question time on I think Friday with Mark Lane, who has been head gardener at Buckingham Palace for 28 years.
2: Sign him up, get him on.
0: Well, I think he's I think he's going to be doing himself on Twitter. But um, so there we go. So it's um, it is an, a nice escape. Although we've not had a weather reference for a while, Russell, probably because we don't go as much outside quite as much as we do. <laughs> well, I'm just we looking really, outside the
2: window and I'm absolutely furious because it blazing sunshine this morning and I thought, oh no, I'll wait till this afternoon and now it's raining.
0: No, it's good
2: for the garden. Good for the lucas. It is
0: is very good. Very good. good So, as I mentioned, next week it won't be Russell and me. It will be uh, Dr. Jeffries and me talking about the war. And then we will be back in a couple of weeks' time to talk. I would imagine we'll be talking about VE Day, um, about Princess Charlotte's birthday. So, we'll probably see hopefully some lovely pictures from the Duchess of Cambridge that she's taken of little Charlotte. um I would imagine like absolutely bossing something because I think that that is she's got two brothers to organise she needs to she needs to be in charge it's the way forward Um, and obviously it is also Archie's birthday coming up and the Duke and Duchess of Sussex have confirmed that they will be Really, seeing the picture.
2: They will be, and you know, and he will. Yeah, he will be making appearance. We will see a picture of Archie, um, and um, and I, and I've been told certainly what the the pictures of of Charlotte are, are really really lovely as well. So watch this space.
0: Well, don't watch a podcast. That would be a bad thing to watch. No. Watch watch our Instagram. Yeah, our Twitter. Make sure you're following uh, Russell. What are you? Your R J Myers on Twitter, Russell? I am indeed. Yeah and at podsave on the Instagram. But most importantly, thank you very much for joining us, our lovely listeners. We hope wherever you are, you are safe and well. And until next time...
2: Pod save the Queen!